Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwill. Thanks so much for joining me once again on this chapter day journey. We are in Nahum, the second chapter, and it was verse 11 that resonated in me this morning. It says, where now is the lion's den, the place where they fed their young, where the lion and the lioness went and the cubs with nothing to fear? Today's podcast is entitled Smack Talk. Now, when I was a younger man, I enjoyed being part of groups of friends who would compete in online pools in which we'd try and pick which teams would win each week. I listened to a lot of sports radio while I was on the road. But I grew weary of the constant braggadocio, the belittling of others, and the never-ending smack talk in which people played this kind of verbal king of the mountain. They would gloat over the fans of the teams they hate, until the tables turned, of course, and then the gloating went the other way. And it was, it was just stupid. So I still enjoy being a fan of my favorite teams, and I find it fun to casually follow them. Otherwise, I try to avoid the world in which sports is taken so seriously. Now that subculture of smack talk in sports came to mind this morning as I read today's chapter because Nahum's entire prophetic poem is an ancient version of talking smack against his people's greatest enemy, Assyria, and their capital, Nineveh. Now, choose your favorite sport. Assyria was the big market dynasty that never loses and has been dominant forever. Nahum is part of a small market team that had a few good seasons back in the day, but had been nothing but a doormat ever since. So if a fan was going to talk smack against, let's say, the New York Yankees, you'd want to take some well-known things about the Yankees and then turn them into negatives. For example, the house that Ruth built will be reduced to rubble, or black pinstripes will turn blood red when they are slaughtered, or Aaron will be judged and found wanting. And that's exactly what Nahum is doing with Assyria though it's easily lost to modern readers. So let me give you some examples. When Nahum writes, the Lord will restore the splendor of Jacob like the splendor of Israel, though destroyers have laid them waste and have ruined their vines. He's alluding to Assyria's earlier domination over the northern tribe of Israel and Assyria's insult to injury tactic of destroying all of an enemy's vines so that they will have no wine to drown their sorrows. Nahum is proclaiming that this little underdog of Israel, of Jacob, will rise again while the mighty dynasty of Assyria is coming down. When Nahum writes, the shields of the soldiers are red, the warriors are clad in scarlet, he's referencing a common Assyrian boast of their shields and robes dripping with their enemy's blood. And Nahum is turning the tables, saying it will be Assyria's blood coating the shields and the robes of their enemy. When Nahum writes, the river gates are thrown open and the palace collapses, he's referencing the network of reservoirs and irrigation canals in and around Nineveh. And when the dams are open, the river floods, making the Nineveh palace weak and compromised and ready to be taken over. When Nahum writes, plunder the silver, plunder the gold, the supply is endless, the wealth from all its treasures... He's referencing the incredible wealth of Nineveh, which they hoarded by plundering other peoples. 
This time, it will be the conquering army that plunders all of their treasures. And by the way, in the late 20th century, the tombs of Assyrian queens were discovered. And if you check out today's post at TomVanderl.com, you can click on the reference to view an online book of catalogs of that hoard of gold and the treasures they found. It gives you an idea of the treasures that awaited those who conquered Nineveh. And finally, when Nahum writes, where now is the lion's den, the place where they fed their young, where the lion and lioness went and their cubs with nothing to fear, he's alluding to the fact that Assyrian kings were closely associated with lions. Ashurbanipal, who was likely on the throne as Nahum is writing, was often depicted with lions or hunting lions. Statues of him always show him holding a lion. Nahum is saying that the lion's den of Nineveh will be desolate after their defeat. So in the quiet this morning, I can't help but think about how hollow Nahum's smack talk must have sounded when he wrote it. No one could have imagined Assyria's defeat. Nahum would have been laughed at and mercilessly derided for suggesting that such a thing could happen. But he was right. He might not have been right in the moment, but he saw the handwriting on the wall, and he would be proved right in time. And that's the way I feel sometimes as a follower of Jesus. Having faith in justice and believing that the great story will unfold as prophetically predicted, it rings hollow for most people. You can find plenty of people who laugh and shake their heads. And it neither surprises me nor do I ever think that that's going to change. Still, I do believe that justice will prevail one day and that love wins, just as Jesus claimed it would. But then, hey, I'm a Cubs fan, and I've learned that someday does actually arrive. Have a good day, my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow.